You're listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa de Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Have you ever tried to practice meditation, but have no idea if it's working or even if you're doing it right? Wouldn't it be awesome if there was something to let you know when you're in the zone to let you know to do more of that? Well, there is something that does exactly that. It's called Muse. Muse is a brain sensing headband that helps you find more calm, sharper focus, and better sleep. It does this by measuring your brain waves and lets you know exactly when you're in a meditative state. It's an awesome tool for kids and for adults alike. You can get 15% off any Muse product by clicking the link in the show notes below. Check them out at choosemuse.com. And again, don't forget to use that link for 15% discount at checkout. Hi, and welcome back. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. I would like to take this moment to read a new review from Ray Kez 20. It states, I know Vanessa personally, and she has helped me immensely. Great professional person and podcast. Thank you. My friend, thank you so very much. I'm glad to be of service and of help to you. And I appreciate these little surprises so very much. Well, I ask all listeners to rate and review the podcast to help other listeners know to see if it's a good fit for them. I didn't ask this friend directly. So to see it just pop up on iTunes, it means a ton. Thank you. So on March 26th, a couple of days ago, in real time, it was International SEL Day. SEL stands for Social Emotional Learning. And with returning back to school during the pandemic this year, educators may be very well-versed on what SEL is. However, I found that it's not as widely known as educators think it is. So I wanted to share a bit of background with you today, and not only on the what it is, because I'm sure that that's easily (laughs) Googleable, but more so on how it shows up in our kids and in us. Sometimes we assume that things like this are just for children, but we all have these social emotional skills. Some just have some aspects of it more sharpened, so to speak, than others do. So what is SEL? An amazing professional and psychology professor out of Rutgers University, right here in Jersey, by the name of Maurice Elias, describes SEL as a process through which we learn to recognize and manage emotions, to care about others, make good decisions, behave ethically and responsibly, develop positive relationships, and avoid negative behaviors. 
Back in the day, like way back in the day, schools were just responsible for the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. These were the days where students were always in rows, the teacher stood in the front of the classroom, and there was no collaborative learning, which is somewhat ironic because that's pretty much what classrooms look right now, as we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Back in the day, it seems as though the teacher was always right and they were the main speaker in the class while students just listened. As we have progressed as a global society, we now know how important it is not only to teach children critical skills that will help them in their academic lives, but also to teach them skills that'll help them in their personal development as well. Nowadays, there's an emphasis on schools having a positive culture and climate where character education is just as important as education as we traditionally know it. And it was only in 1994 that the term social-emotional learning began to make a consistent appearance in the realm of education. The concept of SEL is closely tied with the concept of emotional intelligence, which again is a pretty recent idea. It became really popular in 1995 when Daniel Goleman wrote the New York Times bestseller book, Emotional Intelligence. EQ, as it's now referred to, is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. And when we really think about it, that's really similar to SEL. So we know that SEL is a super important part of education and human development, but let's get to the real talk. From the time that our kids are babies, we begin working on their emotional intelligence, whether we know it or not. When they smile at us, we smile back. When they babble, we engage as though we're in a real conversation. As they get older, we teach them that when someone looks sad, we teach what are the most appropriate things to do to help that situation. We teach our kids to have patience and to manage conflict appropriately. And these are all examples of emotional intelligence, which directly ties with the concept of SEL. So there are five competencies or areas that SEL or social emotional learning covers. The first is self-awareness, which is accurately recognizing and identifying one's emotions, thoughts, and values, and their influence on their behavior. We want our kids to understand their strengths and limitations, to live with confidence and purpose, and to understand their personal identity. This includes being able to identify their emotions, having an accurate self-perception, recognizing their strengths, self-confidence, and self-efficacy. The second competency is self-management. This is the ability to manage one's emotions, thoughts, and behaviors effectively. This includes capacities to delay gratification, manage stress, to come up with solutions in the face of challenges, and feel motivation to accomplish personal goals. So this is stress management, impulse control, self-discipline, self-motivation, organizational skills, and goal setting. The third competency is social awareness. This is the ability to understand others' perspectives and being able to empathize with others 
who are alike and different from us. It includes the capacity to feel compassion for others, to navigate norms in diverse social settings, to understand power dynamics, and to create a positive climate that includes diversity. This is the ability of taking perspective, having empathy, appreciating diversity, and having respect for others. The fourth competency is relationship skills, which is the ability to establish and maintain healthy and supportive relationships. This also includes the ability to effectively navigate settings with diverse individuals and groups. We do this by communicating clearly, engaging in active listening, cooperating and problem solving with others, negotiating with conflicts constructively, and seeking or helping others when needed. This also includes social engagement, effective communication, relationship building, and teamwork. And the last competency is responsible decision-making, the ability to make caring and constructive choices about personal behavior and social interactions across diverse situations. This sounds pretty self-explanatory, but it also includes the capacity to consider ethical standards and evaluate the benefits and consequences of various actions for personal, social, and the collective well-being. It's the ability to identify, analyze, and solve problems, and then evaluate and reflect on these. What we hope is that with the skill acquisition in these five different areas, we hope that kids will have improved attitudes about themselves, about others, and their learning. This can enhance their learning environment, which can then lead to improved academic performance, positive social behaviors, fewer conduct problems, less emotional distress, and much, much more. And who doesn't want that? Imagine if all humans knew how to navigate their feelings effectively and how to work well with others who are completely different than they are, with no judgments too. Imagine if everyone felt a sense of belonging to their home, school, community, or place of employment. Imagine if all humans knew how to constructively disagree and wouldn't hold one's views against them. Imagine if we all had the capacity to identify issues and concerns and manage them well, not only for ourselves, but for others too, and then reflect on how we could further improve next time. My friends, this is what we can work toward with keeping emotional intelligence and social-emotional learning at the forefront of our thoughts and actions when working with kids and also when working with each other as adults too. May we be willing to explore and learn more of how we can improve as individuals and as a collective human race. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, bring your attention to your breath. As you breathe in, breathe in compassion. And as you breathe out, exhale peace. Continue breathing in this manner as you become aware of where 
your body is, on the surface which it's sitting, the things which you are touching, perhaps even the climate in the room, and your feelings in your heart. Continue to breathe in and be aware of how you're feeling in this very moment. And then take this opportunity to think of the positive personality traits and aspects that you own. Think about your talents, the areas in which you excel, and the areas where others ask you for help. Acknowledging our skills is not an aspect of vanity. Recognizing our talents and using these talents to help others is why we have them and why we should use them for good. Now, think of some aspects of yourself where you would like to improve. Try placing judgment aside and make a commitment to engage in an act this week where you can either seek help for this aspect or, and perhaps even and, how you will take steps to improve this treat. We want to be sure we can engage with our own emotional intelligence, that we become aware of all we have to offer, that we can manage the areas of where we would like to improve and that we can use our talents to help the greater good. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free To Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V. De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.